Welcome to Sharpen the Iron Podcast, where it is my job to share with you tools, lessons, inspiration, and ideas to help you sharpen your iron mind, empowering you to go out and walk with God day by day to maximize your life. Today we are talking about cleaning your damn room. So what's being explored is this idea of getting yourself in order, what that looks like, and how that changes the world. So I've stolen this title from Jordan Peterson because he makes the claim that you should clean your damn room. And and he says that changing your life starts by getting your own room in order because your room is your one little piece of earth that is yours and belongs to you and you can do anything you want with it. So instead of trying to change the world and everyone around you, How about you take care of your own room first, set that straight, then work outwardly from there. Now, this doesn't just mean your room literally, but metaphorically getting yourself, your act, your tongue, your thoughts and heart, your room inside of you in order. And that's the deeper idea of cleaning your damn room. And something I've always struggled with is pointing the finger. Casting the blame, thinking the problem as out there in that group, those people, that person. You know, they've done me wrong. It's them that needs to change. I'm not like them at all. I am holier than thou. And as Paul would tell us in Romans, for at whatever point you judge another, you are also condemning yourself because you who judge do the same things. And Jesus tells us as well, the speck you see in another only goes to reveal the log within. This is a quite painful yet freeing realization because what you hate out there in the world, what bothers and annoys you, what pisses you off out there is alive within your own heart. And it was Carl Jung who said, everything that irritates us about others can lead us to an understanding of ourselves. You know, everyone is our mirror. Our own reflection in others shows us not only who we are, but also how to be better. So the mess you find in someone else only goes to reflect and reveal the mess in you that you don't want to look at. But it is in looking at it, looking in the place you don't want to look, that you'll find what you're truly looking for. And this ties right in because the change you want to see in the world and in other people always begins with yourself at the individual level. From there, once you get yourself in order, you can begin to move outwardly and help others do the same thing. And this is from James Clear. He says, the best way to change the world is in concentric circles. Start with yourself and work your way out from there. And there is no limit to how far this can go. Because maybe someone is really bothering you, you know, and you're not sure why. You're dealing with someone and they just they keep pissing you off. So you, at first, point the finger. And that's always usually our first response. But upon further investigation, you know, you're tired of allowing this to get to you. You know that the other person isn't going to change. So instead of pointing that finger, you decide to take responsibility for it. You know, why am I allowing this to get to me? Why is this really bothering me? What am I not at peace with within? What do I need to work on in myself? So in doing so, you learn something about yourself. And since you can't change this other person or situation, it forces you to change and grow. Maybe you gain a broader understanding, you develop more patience, you become less judgmental, 
whatever it may be, that person forces you to develop a stronger virtue within. Because where you stumbled, you dug down and found treasure. You looked in that corner, you didn't want to look because you realized that everything is a mirror. They're just reflecting back something you don't want to see in yourself. And so by going into that dark corner and confronting the dragon, you become a little bit stronger. It's getting that messy part of your room together and cleaning that up. And you're never not going to be coming across these obstacles in your path. So by embracing this, there is no limit to how much inner work you can do. And you can teach others through the lessons you are learning through your own shortcomings and struggles. And think about it. So if you really struggle with patience right now and you're dealing with, you're in a situation that's really testing your patience, you either work on that, take it upon yourself, or you continue to struggle with patience. And so your patience grows a little bit. And then maybe a year down the road, another thing that really tests you with your patience. But this test is an even greater test because your patience is a little bit stronger. And so as things continue to, obstacles continue to come up, they're a little bit bigger every time. And you know that that must be really something if it's really getting to me because I've worked so much on my patience. So this really is a good test. And so it's a beautiful opportunity to look within and grow within. And the thing that is so cool as well is that even if you only help impact one other person through the lesson you've learned, they might help someone else through their lives. You know, that lesson could help change their lives. And then that just that same cycle can be repeated because the other person goes and does the same thing. It's in tiny ripples, but those ripples add up and they truly do change the world. Part of cleaning your room up again is looking into those dirty corners where you don't want to look, looking into the darkness and confronting the things you're afraid of. Because the existentialists believe you're a weak, vulnerable, finite, mortal being. And man is in this fallen state. We have been cast out from paradise. And in the face of nature, sickness, death, you really are nothing. In the face of culture, your society, and its harsh judgments it places on you, you are nothing, right? Like, just by how you look, you're judged. It's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do about it. Just by being alive, you're going to die. So you are vulnerable and weak in the face of society, in the face of nature. However, voluntarily choosing to confront the dragons in your life, you become a little bit stronger and just a little braver. So you can actually fight against these forces that seem like giants before you and you become stronger by doing that by choosing to confront the dragons you know and jordan peterson poses this question for 10 years if you did the things you didn't want to do and stopped avoiding the things you knew you need to do what would you be like who could you become right you know you don't want to go for that run today but you went and did it you slayed that dragon you became just a little bit stronger you didn't want to tell the truth but you did it and in doing so, you are aiming upwards against the natural resistance of the world. You're striving to be better. And through that striving, your striving, you do become better. And you make everyone else around you better. You know, at the individual level, you start by bearing just a little bit of responsibility. That's all you have to start with. And after a while, you know, God sees that you can handle that. 
and he gives you a little more. He clears our enemies little by little. It's not all at once, because if it was all at once, we couldn't handle the, we could not handle what is coming our way. And if it didn't happen at all, then we wouldn't see we're making progress and we wouldn't keep working. So God takes away our enemies little by little, and he continues to give us more responsibility little by little, little by little. You know, you voluntarily bear your own weight, and in doing so, you're helping lift the world up. It's like those videos of the, uh, the Amish people picking up the barns, you know. One person, it doesn't seem like they're doing a lot, but it's because each individual is bearing just a little bit of weight. They can pick up that whole barn. You know, you start by running a mile a day. I'm just going to use that as an example. And at first, it's like, man, that's really hard. After a few weeks, though, you begin to get bored with it, which is a good sign. Okay, I'm bored. This is no longer challenging me like it once was. Okay, let's start to run three miles. And again, now that's terrifying at first. But over time, you become a little bit braver and stronger. You know, three turns to five once you become bored with three. And there is no limit, again, to how far this can go. Because it's not just with running, but with every area of your life, you can bear just a little bit more at a time as much weight as you can handle. It's not going to be the same for everyone, but it's as much weight as you can handle. It's putting it on yourself as the individual, bearing that responsibility. It's bearing your own cross. And it's a heavy weight to bear, but paradoxically, it's a freeing weight because it gives you some solid ground to stand on, something to stand for, because if you stand for nothing, you fall for everything. If you have something to fall back on, especially during tough times, if you have work you can continue to dedicate yourself to, it gives life meaning. That's something the existentialists believe as well, that life is suffering. It's not a bug, but a feature. It's inherently built into reality because, again, we're mortal, finite, vulnerable creatures. And so life is suffering. And so the antidote to that suffering is to live in a meaningful way, which the existentialists believe is bearing your weight, your responsibility, and trying to lift the world up because it gives you, it gives you, it, it's an antidote to the suffering. It's a way you can justify the suffering is by having something worthwhile to aim at and to work towards. What's so cool as well is that through, is that when you are aiming up and when you begin to aim up and continue to do so, you're at your best. And a consequence of that is you pull others up around you. You know, through your words, your actions, ideas, you become an example. And, and there's a lot more people watching you than you think. And with everything you do, you are planting seeds in the minds and hearts of those around you. Again, we're talking about how the best way to change the world is to start with yourself and then work out from there in small circles. No matter who you are, where you are, you are part of a network of people, whether it be the groups you're in, the town you live in, on social media, you're part of a network of people and like it or not, you have an influence on those people. And so you can plant these seeds in the minds of heart and hearts of others around you, you know, and then those seeds begin to grow in others and they begin to plant seeds. And again, no limit to how far that can go. It starts in small ripples and works outwardly like a spider web from there. When you get your room straightened out, 
you help others do the same thing and give them permission to be themselves, you begin to take pride in your own individuality and being your own individual, being comfortable with who you are, gives other people the permission to do the same thing. And in life, we must remember as well that storms are inevitable. They are going to come at some point or another. So if you have your room in order, or as Jesus would say, your foundation is built upon a rock, you know, you might have a few leaks and cracks here and there that come when the storms arrive, but that's far better than having your whole foundation wiped out from underneath you because you built your house upon the sand. You know, and those leaks and cracks then reveal areas where you can make progress and continue to improve, right? By getting yourself in order, you become a, found, a, a strong foundation, a pillar for other people. You know, Jordan Peterson also poses the question, who will you be at your father's funeral? Will you be the one that others can lean on and look to in times of trouble? Or will you be the one who pulls everyone down with you? Will you help hold everyone up or will you bring everyone down? And I think this is just such a beautiful inward journey. And you as the individual aren't the center of the world, but you are a center of the world. By putting the weight on your own shoulders, you not only begin to recognize your own capacity for good to bring heaven down to earth and offer earth up to heaven, but also you become aware of your own capacity for evil and your tendencies to want to bring hell to earth. We're talking about how for what, at whatever point you judge another, you are condemning yourself because you who judge do the same things, as Paul tells us, or the speck only goes to reveal the log, right? Anything, any evil you see out there or anything you hate in others, you do the same thing. It's all within you. And it's by turning an ignorant eye to that that we actually project our own demons. But it's by recognizing our demons and our darkness that we can learn to tame the monster. Right Through this awareness, you can tame that monster within, not casting blame and pointing the finger, but recognizing the line between good and evil cuts between every human heart, which is a quote from Alexander Solzhenitsyn. And I want to remind you, there's no perfect place to start cleaning your room either. You just start somewhere, right? With a messy home, it's not really a perfect place. You just got to start. And once you start, you just keep moving from there. You know, you get one habit formed and then continue to build from there. Until you get bored with that habit, it's all right, all right let's, let's work on something else. You, it's, it's slaying that optimal size dragon, you know. And through this, you develop a sense of self-esteem and confidence because you're able to formulate a plan and stick with it. You're able to be disciplined and follow through with what you say. And you're striving towards perfection which you will always come short of, but to shoot for the stars gives us a chance to land on the moon. So take it all on yourself. And that doesn't mean to blame yourself for everything, but realize that situations are always determined by how you as the individual choose to respond to them. The power is within. You know, the world out there is strong. You're vulnerable in the face of a giant, but there is something in you even stronger. And there's no limits to how far you can take this. So aim up, because when you're at your best, you're at the best. You're at your best for everyone around you. Your self-development is my self-development. My self-development is your development. It goes hand in hand. You know, we are all one part of one body. 
And if one part overlooks himself, it affects the whole body. You know, the toe and the eye are not the same thing, but each are a unique, important part that give the body life. And so you as the individual give the body life. Without the individual, there is no body. But again, in a sense, without the body, there is not the individual. And so they work hand in hand. So remember, the change you want to see out there begins in your heart. Take it upon yourself and work to realize that with everything you do, you are planting seeds. Your actions affect other people, whether you like that or not. Thank you guys for listening. I hope uh, you learned something from this. That's all I can hope for or wish for, and that you take something from this and that you can uh, use it in your life. We'll see you next time. Sharpen the iron.